The Raiders get back on the practice field as they start to prepare for Week 14 action versus the Minnesota Vikings. Plus, Mad Max Crosby gets hit with another honor across the NFL. And once a Raider, always a Raider. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, December 6, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, you're checking us out on YouTube. We appreciate you and my man Ari. Without Raider Nation, show goes nowhere. Without Ari, the show's not even up on YouTube. He does a great job each and every day. We definitely appreciate him. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. And the show has grown in so massive of a way over 10,000 plus subscribers we definitely appreciate that uh you can also hit me up on twitter at your boy q254 and you know we got the lockdown raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693 those calls and texts are coming up in segment number three of today's show a lot of feedback on antonio pierce a lot of feedback on ad o'connell a lot of feedback on the raiders in general we'll try to get as many calls and texts in as possible in segment number three. Segment number two, I had an opportunity to catch up with Robert Gallery on Tuesday, and he was the number two overall pick, former number two overall pick by the Silver and Black back in 2004. He was the safe pick. I say that in air quotes. Obviously, it didn't work out that well in the NFL, but in college, great player. Really was. He was a great tackle at Iowa. Uh, He's going into the College Football Hall of Fame. As a matter of fact, he did go into the College Football Hall of Fame on Tuesday night. Before all that happened, I had a chance to catch up with him. You'll hear that conversation in segment number two. In segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do, and we'll jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor of this show, which is Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So as we start off with the news and notes of the day here in segment number one, I want to talk about Max Crosby and the fact that he is the Raiders nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Every single team has a nominee for the Silver and Black It's Mad Max Crosby. So what's the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award? Well, it is considered the league's most prestigious honor. The Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award acknowledges NFL players who excel on the field and demonstrate a passion for creating a lasting positive impact beyond the game in their communities. Mad Max Crosby had a chance to catch up, and he said, It is a true honor to be nominated for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. The Raiders have a strong commitment to the community, and I share those values. So I take great pride in being nominated for such a prestigious award. Thank you to the Raiders, and congratulations to all the nominees. And again, it's a really big award, and some people don't realize how big of an award it really is if you're even nominated to be the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So I uh, caught up with John McClain. He's on my radio show every single Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, and I asked him about Max Crosby being the nominee of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. How big is that across the NFL, and how big is that for NFL players? Here's John McClain. Well, there's one a year, and and when you're nominated, it means you have done more in the community or you've done, can't say better, because anytime players do something in the community, it's a big deal. But you, in that year, you've been chosen as the best. 
And I was, uh, I, every Super Bowl, they always announce Walter Payton Man of the Year, and it means a lot to the players because they've got that distinction for the rest of their life, not just their career. You know, Max Crosby could lead the NFL in sacks for five years in a row, but after 20 years after his career's over, they might not be remembering the sacks, but they're going to remember he won the Walter Payton Award. So it is very prestigious for players who win it because it's a lifetime achievement and a lifetime honor. Really big deal right there and really happy for Max Crosby. We know what he means to the Raiders on the field. We know what he means to the Raiders as an organization as far as the face of the franchise, but also to be named or nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, I think is really awesome. On Tuesday, they also made a couple minor roster moves. Uh, they signed defensive engineerius Robinson to the active roster from their practice squad. He was originally a fourth-round pick in 2021 by the Vikings. He's been in Philly. He's now with the Raiders. He played in one game this season with the Silver and Black and recorded one tackle. So, Janarius Robinson to the active roster and also signed defensive end Charles Snowden to the practice squad. He was originally with the Bears as an undrafted free agency uh, free agent right after the 2021 NFL draft. He was waived on August 31st. Then he resigned to the practice squad the next day. Then on December 11th, he actually was promoted to the active roster, made his debut against the Green Bay Packers, and uh, there there you go. <laughs> that's that's kind of the roller coaster that's been for Charles Snowden. He's also been on the practice squad of the Bucks back in 2022. Now he's part of the Raiders practice squad. So Janarius Robinson to the active roster from the practice squad, and Charles Snowden added to the practice squad for the silver and black. Also, we'll catch up with Coach Antonio Pierce later on this morning at the uh, Intermountain Health Performance Center, uh, Raiders HQ. It'll be around 11.35 this morning, Pacific time. Also, uh, the open available time for media as far as practice goes, 105 to 125. Pictures, videos, tweets, all that stuff is good for the media. I won't be there. I've got some meetings around town, plus got to get ready for my radio show that starts at 2 o'clock Pacific time. And then Aiden O'Connell and Devontae Adams will speak between 2.40 and 3.25 at the podium, and the locker room will be open to the media as well. So won't be available for that, but we'll catch up with Antonio Pierce as the Raiders prepare for Week 14 action. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, you'll hear from Robert Gallery, former Raider offensive lineman, first-round pick, number two overall in 2004, and now he's in the college football Hall of Fame. Really good honor for Robert Gallery. You'll hear from him in segment number two after I tell you about one of our great sponsors on the show, and that is Skylight Frame. If you're looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy, well, Skylight Frame is for you. What is Skylight Frame? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is really awesome. It's a touchscreen photo frame you can send photos to straight from your phone, and they appear in seconds just like that. You can even preload photos before the box is open, so when it's unwrapped and plugged in, your most treasured memories will appear. It's the perfect gift for just about everyone. Grandparents, new parents, your spouse, your loved one, whatever the case may be, even your kids. It's a great group gift. Invite multiple friends and family members to share photos to the same frame. You can effortlessly send photos from photo to frame with the free Skylight app or unique email. It's really easy to do. And as a special limited time offer for all Lockdown Raider podcast listeners, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on to get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, skylightframe.com slash 
Locked On. Again, get $15 off a of Skylight Frame at skylightframe.com slash locked on. Something perfect for the holiday season. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into my conversation I had on Tuesday with former Raider offensive lineman Robert Gallery, number two overall pick back in 2004, and I know it wasn't what it was supposed to be when the Raiders selected him number two overall back in 2004, especially when you had a guy like Larry Fitzgerald sitting right behind you and you see exactly what he ends up being. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and Robert Gallery clearly was not. But on Tuesday, he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, so I had an opportunity to catch up with him before that induction. I want you to hear that conversation, but let me just tell you some of the cast and characters that he went into the Hall of Fame as far as the College Football Hall of Fame goes. Eric Berry, defensive back from Tennessee, Michael Bishop, cornerback from Kansas State. Reggie Bush, you may have heard of him, running back from USC. Dwight Freeney, he was a stud, right? Defensive end from Syracuse. LaMichael James, running back from Oregon. Derek Johnson, linebacker from Texas. Luke Keekley, linebacker from Boston College. Jeremy Macklin, wide receiver from Missouri. Terrence Mathis, wide receiver from New Mexico. Tim Tebow, may have heard of that dude. Quarterback from Florida. Troy Vincent, defensive back from Wisconsin. Brian Westbrook, uh, running back from Villanova, D'Angelo Williams, running back from Memphis. And that's just some of the players. They also had coaches and others that went into the College Football Hall of Fame on Tuesday night. I thought that was a really cool honor. And I did have an opportunity to catch up with Robert Gallery before the induction. Here was that conversation. Here with Robert Gallery. And uh, we just had the College Football uh, Hall of Fame press conference. You are an inductee into the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? You know, it's a huge honor. I'm obviously very humbled um, to be able to come back, especially with all these guys up here and these coaches. Um, it's great to be able to look back at, you know, my college career and all the, the great people I worked with, played with, you know, was coached by, and uh, just, like I said, very humbling. This is a huge class, uh, t- tons of talent up here. What were you thinking when you were hearing some of the speeches and some of the stories that these other guys had gone through? You know, it's great. It's great to hear, you know, 20-some years later, we were all kids. The reality is when, when we played college uh, football and we all grew up to be men and it's great to hear the experiences we all came from very different backgrounds um, and it's uh, it's it's great to see where, where guys came from what they accomplished and then just to the at the end of the day we're all we're all brothers um, and it's it's very cool to sit down this many years later and, and talk with guys and you mentioned your story about you being a tight end in high school and transitioning to a tackle in, in college when you went to Iowa what was that experience like for you you know, to me, it was just every day was just going there and work. And I, I was very uh, fortunate to be coached by the guys I was. You know, to be Coach Ferentz, his first year was my, my first year in college. And then, honestly, uh, our strength coach, Chris Doyle, um, you know, he came in and, and it was a guy I trusted in and a guy who obviously knew what he was doing. And, and it was uh, when you work with guys like that, they get every ounce of, of talent out of you, uh, even stuff you think you may not have. And, and it's more the mentality. It's the mentality those guys taught and being with Chris Doyle in the weight room. I mean, I owe a lot to that guy just for my size, speed, um, and coming in, and they were able to build me from, like I said, a 220-pound high school senior. Uh, so I owe a lot to those two. We heard a story from Coach Kramer about high school football, and at some point, if you don't have a center, just, hey, Henry, you're going to be the center. Was that kind of for you? Like, hey, you know what? I'm a tight end, but 
I'm going to need to be the offensive tackle. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, it is, right? Because I came from such a small high school. Same thing. I played everywhere. Yeah. At one point, I was playing defensive end, and they would just run away to the other side, so they moved me to middle linebacker, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, you go here. You know, we don't have a, a huge talent pool. And then the same at Iowa, right? We're a developmental program, always have been, and that's what's great about it, right? We come in, and, and they fit you where, where you're going to be the most productive. And that was, that was kind of my role. I knew, hey, this is where you're going to be right now. Who knows what it will be next year? Um, but I just worked at that as hard as I could. And when they asked, there was, you know, what do you think about changing to, to offensive line? And there's no question. Yeah, yes, sir. You know, right, that's right. whatever is best for this team. And, and you think's best for me. I trust in you. And, and it all turned out uh, like it should. Again, we're here with Robert Gallery. And it's the college football uh, Hall of Fame press conference just got wrapped up. And so for you, what does college football just mean to you in general when you think about the game? You know, to me, looking back at it, it is when you, you know, you didn't think of anything else but going in, being with the guys, just grinding, getting better. There was, you know, up till my senior year, there was no thought of playing in the NFL. There was, it was just about college football. It yeah. was, you know, uh, today's so different with social media and all this. There was no grades. There was, it was about the guys in the locker room. It was, there was no, you know, to me, there was no stress, you know, <laughs> no expectation really, or I didn't feel it. Um, and obviously when you have success in my senior year, there's some expectation, but to me, it was just the pure enjoyment of the game, right? right. You go in, I look back on it and the, the times we had, the struggles we had, I think made it even better. Um, you know, the early on and in my career at, at Iowa, we were not a good team, you know, one in 10, three <laughs> You heard a seven. lot of those stories today, yeah, right? right? <laughs> so to be a part of that, I think you, you grow up as a man and, and just the, the pure joy of, of, of college football, college sports. You watch these kids now, and it's just that's what football is supposed to be. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that you never had dreams of getting into the NFL, but you go from being a high school tight end, offensive lineman in college, to the NFL, very high draft pick. What was all that like going through your mind? You know, for, for me, it was looking back on it, I never – uh, thought about too much as it happened. It was especially when I started having success. It was on to the next thing, right? So now you get to, to look back and and reminisce on it because at that time it was all great, you know, awesome. I won this award. Next, yeah, what's next? Right, what's, what's next? next? And it, that was the mentality, and that's how you got better. Um, but yeah, obviously, I, I never would have happened without the guys I played, especially as an offensive lineman. The guys I played with in college, um, uh, having a, being on a winning team. Um, obviously, the success our team had, you know, you look good when your team's good, right? right. Um, so I owe a lot to the, to the guys I battled with, uh, the guys on our entire team and, and the coaching staff. Well, you look like you can go catch a couple of passes. You can look like you can get back into that tight end role right now. You catch a, got a couple of routes in you? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I need about two hours to stretch beforehand. But, yeah, no, it's... Uh, you know, you get done. It's fun to see guys, too. You see some of these guys, you know, you either get bigger or smaller. Right, right, right. Most right. guys don't say looking the same, so it's, it's pretty comical to see. Uh, luckily, I was on the end of one of the guys. I, I wasn't getting bigger when I got done. I had to <laughs> get the weight off, and, and like all these guys, you got the aches and pains to make yourself feel better. Final question for you, just to be an inductee into the Hall of Fame, just all in all, what, what goes through your mind? What does that mean to you? It's just, I'm just humble. I'm very humbled, right, as, as you look back, and I know I had a, a great career, but I, it's still very humbling because there's so many – great players um, over the years even at, at Iowa to be the 10th ever uh, player inducted there was a lot of great great players that I looked up to and I'm like how, how did I go in and they have it um, you know so I'm humbled I, I um, obviously it means the world to me to be from Iowa um, and then have gone to Iowa and, and it's more for the coaches and the guys I played with to be quite honest with you because I know you know I wasn't 
the guy that could step off the bus and you know I had to work at it so yeah, it's, yeah. it's I look back and you know the work I put in is what I'm most proud of because you know there are those guys that can get off the bus you know <laughs> get out of bed and go out and play right. you know, not that everyone doesn't work hard but I was a guy that had to continually work on my craft and I'm very proud of that well congratulations thank you appreciate it so there's my conversation right there with former Raider offensive lineman and now college football hall of famer Robert Gallery really cool to catch up with him man he looked great I mentioned that it looked like he could be a tight end again like he was in high school and go out and run some routes. <laughs> he said it was going to take him a couple hours to stretch, but he looked good, right? Well, they always say that once guys stop playing in the NFL, big men get little, little men get big. And uh, he definitely got little, still tall, obviously, but uh, just not didn't have the weight that he carried and looks like he could be a tight end. Looked really good. It was just great to catch up with him and see all the Hall of Famers as well uh, on Tuesday night. So uh, really good stuff. From Robert Gallery. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get to that, though, do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors, including Prize Picks. And I tell you about Prize Picks all the time. If you don't remember, it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're, easy, they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers. You're not battling thousands of players. Pros, Sharks, none of that. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and you watch the winnings roll in. It's just that simple. And now that basketball season's here, you have more options. You can pick a combo projection where you're looking at football players and basketball. In-season tournaments going on, maybe you're looking at the Lakers. Maybe you're seeing LeBron James and company who just beat the Phoenix Suns and punched their ticket to Las Vegas. You can combine him and, let's say, Devontae Adams. So LeBron's doing his thing, then on Sunday, Devontae Adams doing his thing. That's a combo pack. They even have a reboot policy. What's a reboot policy? Well, entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy. Player and stat types you're selecting are always uh, your option, and it's not again against no other, no other uh, players, no other pros, none of that. All you got to do is pick what you're choosing to pick, and you go up against the projections. That's really cool. What you got to do is go to PrizePicks.com. Slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I also want to tell you about FanDuel. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, just like that. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, good, you should. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. And the app, so easy to use, even I can do it. And we all know when it comes to apps, I'm pretty much a dummy. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Let's go ahead and jump into your calls and texts. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with a text from Raider Gonzo out of the 505. It says, AQ, Gonzo Raider here from the 505. Want to comment on or respond to Raider Izzy? 
I really liked his comments on the Raiders coaching not being aggressive, especially in the later quarters. It seems like we always press the accelerator for a quarter or two and then slow way down. And in third and fourth, we're playing catch-up. I'd love to see some consistency of both victories, those that we all don't have to stress about. Now, anything can happen on any given Sunday, but as always, staying loyal and optimistic. And as Renfro said, they can surprise everyone and slide into those playoffs. Let's go Raiders. That's from Raider Gonzo out of the 505. And as far as what Renfro said, yeah, I mean, he's been there, done that, right? Against all odds, the Raiders found a way to get into the playoffs in 2021. I didn't expect it. I don't think a lot of Raider Nation expected it, but they were able to do it. Now, it's going to be difficult to do, but they can. They're in 13th place right now in the AFC. Four out of five games that they have left are against AFC opponents. So there's still a recipe. There's still a path to make it to the, to the playoffs. They have not been statistically uh, eliminated. So there's still a chance. As far as being aggressive, yeah, the Raiders definitely need to stay aggressive. They get up. They have a lead. They start playing well early. And then somehow they fall off. They just cannot consistently maintain that offense. That's why they've only scored 20 points so far one game offensively this season that's the biggest problem as far as i'm concerned thanks so much for that text i appreciate you up next got a call from raider eddie in denver he's calling to talk about the personnel decision has something to say about former raiders defensive back marcus peters stud edge rusher max crosby and also luke masterson here he is raider eddie in denver hey q what's up this is raider eddie in denver hey i want to ask you about personnel decisions and how they affect the team um i know you, you said that i'm overly critical but uh I just think of it, think of this as analyzing the team and, and, uh, anyway, you know, with Marcus Peters, why'd they leave him on the team, the roster for several more weeks beyond probably what they should have? I, I don't think, I don't think the fan base is wrong to really have questioned why he was on the roster for multiple weeks, uh, when he's lifting on tackles and sort of, you can tell he's disengaging from, from, uh, the hard work that's needed. I think that probably hurt our team quite a bit, especially on the back end. Um, I think it sends the wrong message to guys. Uh, second question I want to ask you about is Max Crosby. You know, everyone's saying hailing the effort and all that kind of stuff. And the, you know, he, he, uh, the issue is he's putting himself at risk. Okay. His, his, uh, health at risk and also his career at risk by playing too many snaps. You know, they need to decrease the snaps, in my opinion, and then playing him a week after he was in the – a few days after he was in the hospital. The organization has to protect the player and has to protect their asset. I don't think they've done a good job of that. I don't I don't know. I haven't really heard many people talking about this issue, but I think he needs to be closer to around 85% of snaps, 90% of snaps, like the other great defensive ends that are being protected and used properly. Um, and then finally, I want to ask you about Masterson. Why isn't Masterson starting over Diablo consistently at this point? He's a better player. He's forcing um, fumbles. I don't understand why they stick with a guy for some reason when clearly there's another guy there that, that can produce at a higher level. Thanks, Q. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for the call, Raider Eddie. I appreciate you. And look, as far as Marcus Peters goes, I think he should have been gone a few weeks ago, right? But don't think that they felt really great about who was going to fill that void. Jack Jones, they picked up. Ja'Korian Bennett, he's getting healthier. So 
I think that they feel better, and at the end of the day, they had to hold someone accountable. And Antonio Pierce is that guy. Seems like he's got to hold people accountable. He's going to hold people accountable, and especially now that he has five weeks left to go. What does he have to lose? Right? I'm going to get rid of you because you're just not getting it done. I don't blame him. Uh, that was something that I know that they all talked about following the Lions game. They let him hang on a little bit longer, and then finally enough was enough. As far as Max Crosby, he's Max Crosby. I agree, man. They need to save him from him, but how do you do that? Max is that guy. He wants to be out there all the time. Now, they did you know, elevate a defensive end from the practice squad to the active roster, and they added a defensive end to the practice squad. So maybe they're preparing themselves to, well, save Max from himself. I don't know. Right, We'll start to find out today when we talk to uh, Antonio Pierce at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And I don't think Masterson is better than Diablo right now. Uh, I think that he's a good player, but I think Diablo is doing a good job. And I really think that the coaching staff loves what Divine Diablo brings to the table. Robert Spillane talks about Diablo all the time. He's not the player he is without Divine Diablo. So I don't think you want to take him off the field. If anything, what takes him off the field is injury. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got a text from Mike in Buffalo. He says, thank you. Mike from Buffalo here, going to be in Vegas this weekend. Super stoked. Great stuff on Tyree Wilson. I feel like the plan was always to have this be a redshirt year of sorts for him. He was going to play behind Chandler. Learn, get healthy, and get better. Unfortunately, we all see what happened with Chandler. I'm looking forward to what he can do year two. Hoping he he follows Max around like a lost puppy this offseason. Let me know if you're doing any shows out this weekend. Would love to meet you. Raiders. That's Mike in Buffalo. Thanks so much for the text. I appreciate you. And I agree 100% with Tyree Wilson. It's way too early to give up on him, but he's also got to put in the work of this offseason to prove why the Raiders selected him number seven overall and prove that he can be that big-time impact player and that compliment across from Max Crosby because you know what Max is going to bring to the table. What is Tyree Wilson going to bring to the table? As far as me being out and about, as far as uh, town goes, on Friday I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, 150 East Centennial, uh, so I'm way out in the cuts. And then uh, Sunday morning I'll be at Allegiant Stadium, uh, Q's kickoff. I do that three hours before kickoff time. It's the pregame, pregame show, so I'll do that from 10 to 11 or 11.15. And then uh, pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen for the official pregame show, and they'll lead you up to kickoff with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy. So if you don't catch me out at Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday, you can catch me at Allegiant Stadium Sunday morning, bright and early, and I'll also be on the Coors Light Landing after the show. I'll go send my uh, my uh, backpack up to the press box, and I'll come back down, and uh, I'll hang out for a while before kickoff. So uh, hopefully we get a chance to link up. Man, I'd love to meet you, and thanks so much for the text. I do appreciate you. Uh, got a couple more. Got a call from Raider Cab. He's calling to talk about the quarterback position. He's a big fan of LSU. Just a little, kind of a little nugget there. Here he is, Raider Cab. Hey, little Q, this is Raider Cab. Um, listen, guy, I, I really love the show. Um, I really love um, what you were breaking down yesterday on Monday's show, how to fix the team. One thing I want to add, we need a quarterback. And I'm not saying that we don't have one. I think we have a quality number two. Uh, but... We need to go and figure out how to get uh, Jaden Davis. This kid is the kid. Um, I'm a big LSU fan, so I've watched this guy grow. I've watched this guy do his thing. We know what he does with his legs. That that cannot be questioned. I think we're going to be, you know, dissected and broken down in all kind of levels during this offseason is his arm, right? There is no question about his arm. His decision-making is, is 
is great. He's, he's had 40 touchdowns to, with a four interception ratio. That, that describes his decision-making ability. He knows how to keep the ball out of arm's way. He can make every pass. He has a type of arm that will threaten every part of the field. Um, and we have the weapon already in place to, to help him shine. So on the defense, on the offensive side of the ball, that's where I think we need to go. Forget about tra- draft capital. I'm tired of hearing about that. What have our number one draft picks done for us lately? Okay? That, this, that answers all those questions. We need to go out and do whatever it takes. If it, if it takes two number ones and a number, uh, a number two or whatever it takes, get this kid in, um, uh, in our camp and make him a Raider. He will, he will put us over the top. I promise you that. Well, I can't make that promise, but I'm just saying, <laughs> that's the guy we need, man. So, Q, I appreciate the show, bro. Have a good one. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, man, Jaden Daniels is the truth. He's a hell of a player. Uh, I actually expect him to win the Heisman Trophy Award. He's a guy that's very familiar with Antonio Pierce. Could be a great fit. Problem is, I think he'll be long gone by the time the Raiders have the opportunity to go and uh, actually select a player. Now, if the Raiders go all in and decide that that's the guy that they have to have and they go trade up for him, so be it. But I just don't think that they're going to do that much right now just because I feel like they still have plenty of holes that they want to fill uh, through the draft and they don't want to give up that much draft capital. But yeah, Jaden Daniels, if somehow, some way the Raiders found a way to get him, yeah, that'd be a huge, huge uh, plus for the Raiders and the Raiders roster. Thanks so much for that call. I appreciate you. Uh, Got a text from the 951 AQ. I think AP is doing an outstanding job and should get the job as the head coach. And here's why. AP is rookie head coach. Bo is a rookie uh, offensive coordinator. And Aiden O'Connell is a rookie quarterback. When Rich Basaccia was our head coach, he had a veteran quarterback and a veteran offensive coordinator. Lastly, if we keep this team together and just uh, upgrade the quarterback and offensive coordinator, we could definitely be a playoff team Next year is from uh, the 951, no specific name, but came out the 951. Thanks so much for the text. And, yeah, there's a lot of new. I've been saying that for a while, from the head coach to the interim offensive coordinator to the interim GM to, uh, you know, everyone, to the quarterback, obviously. And there's a chance that maybe the Raiders run it back next year. I talked about it on my radio show on Tuesday. There's a chance that they could run it back and say, you know what, let's build the team up, keep Aiden O'Connell at the quarterback position because he's made enough plays that – you know, look pretty good and impress the team. And, well, we want to see more. Now we'll give him the whole offseason to know that he's the guy. The offensive coordinator is solely in his ear. The head coach is solely in his ear. I can see that being a possibility. I know a lot of Raider Nation is probably not big fans of that, but I could definitely see that as a possibility. Thanks so much for that text. We'll close things out with a call from my guy, my brother, Peg Leg Raider out of San Antonio. He's calling to talk about the interview with LeVar Arrington that aired on Tuesday's edition of the show, as well as my radio show, on Raider Nation Radio 920. He talks about that. Plus, he sends a message to Mama Q as well. Here he is, Peg Leg Raider. What up, Q? What's your man, Peg Leg? Hey, I love that interview with LeVar Arrington, man. Um, I'm calling you to just kind of show you some shine and give you a huge shout-out. So for for those of us who try and listen to the show, um, your radio show religiously, but, you, you know, out here um, in San Antonio with the time difference and stuff, I catch it on my way home. And then sometimes I, I get in the house and everything's blowing up and stuff. And I got to, got to focus on the household stuff. 
Um, so I really appreciate the way you bring some of these really good interviews to the pod so that if I miss them on, on the radio show, I know, you know what, it's going to be okay. Choose got me. It'll be on the pod the next day. So I love that. Um, great interview. And just let Mama Q know, when you play in Bones, the Army way, it's 15 to get in. You don't get 15, you don't get your name on the board. And no easy 15 either. And if you don't know what that is, you better ask somebody. Peg that greater. Out. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. The interview with LeVar Arrington was one of my favorites of the year. There's no doubt about it. He really brought it, and that's why I couldn't cut the interview. I was just going to do about six or seven minutes, make it segment number two of the show, but I couldn't. I was like, well, that was really good. That was really good. Oh, that was really good, too. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. It's just going to be two segments, really good stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know a lot of people enjoyed it, so that's cool. As far as dominoes go, I'm glad you mentioned that. Mama Q thinks I be cheating all the time. Oh, you're just cheating when you say 10 to get on. You're talking about 15 to get on. So there you go. Mama Q, she she gets on with five when it comes to dominoes. But now I will say this. She's the OG and she always beats me. <laughs> as much as I want to win and I try to win, she always wins. So I got to give her props on that. But you're right. At least 10 to get on. But you're talking about 15 to get on. So there's that. So there you go, Mama Q. You heard it from someone that's not named me. You heard it from Peg Leg Raider. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for the calls and texts. We appreciate that. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation in segment number two with former Raider offensive lineman uh, Robert Gallery. And, of course, the news and notes in segment number one. We'll get a, a chance to catch up with Antonio Pierce coming up later on this morning, depending on what time you're listening to this, around 1135 uh, Pacific Time a.m. Uh, at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. See what he's talking about as the Raiders head into week 14 action with the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, anything good from that we'll bring to this show tomorrow. We also got the crossover edition coming up, so I'm excited. Looking forward to that. Finding out all things Minnesota Vikings and uh, comparing and contrasting with the silver and black. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.